0: Hello and welcome to Two True Freaks. I'm your host for this episode, Scott Gardner. Chris Honeywell is on assignment. Actually, he's on the toilet, but I'm not really supposed to tell you that. Anyway, this time around, I'm bringing you a special presentation recorded just a few weeks back from when I met up with our good buddy and fellow podcaster, The Irredeemable Shag. And we had the uh, opportunity to spend an evening at the Magic Kingdom in Walt Disney World. Shag and I uh, spent a few hours in the park uh, enjoying the sights and the sounds and the atmosphere, as well as a few of the rides and attractions. And uh, we recorded a decent little bit of audio of just the two of us just kind of hanging out, having fun. And uh, having freestyle conversation about all kinds of geeky subjects, and not just Disney-related stuff, I assure you. There's uh, plenty of geekery to go around, although there is uh, some of the Disney stuff, too, so something for every taste. Now... I must beg your forgiveness about the quality of the audio that you're about to hear. You know, I was just operating with my little uh, handheld MP3 player recorder thing, and uh, so the quality, it's nowhere near what you've come to expect of the, uh, the awesomeness of Two True Freaks audio quality. And for that, I must apologize. Now, as this recording begins, Shag and I, we had just entered the queue line for the Big Thunder Mountain Railroad over in Frontierland, and the wait time was listed at, I believe, about 35 minutes. So, you know, we were anticipating a good long wait, so I went ahead and started recording and uh, thought that, you know, once we reached the queue line and uh, and started our wait, that we'd have an opportunity to get some chit-chat in, and it uh, didn't really work out that way. Now, in the background, you're going to hear WISHES which is the uh, Nightly Fireworks Spectacular. You're going to hear Wishes going off in the background. And it turned out that uh, we entered the queue at just the right time because Wishes was going off and so many people had left the queue to, uh, to go watch Wishes that uh, we literally walked straight onto the ride with absolutely no weight at all, which was awesome but then we didn't get a chance to record at, at that particular time right after that uh the next bit of recording starts and uh, and then we get right into the episode proper and uh, get some great geek talk between uh my pal shag and i so i really hope that you enjoy it lastly though i just wanted to mention if you'd be interested in hearing more disney related uh content here on two true freaks please write in and let me know um I've long been kicking around the idea of doing a show that's about the Disney parks, how the film, you know, the Disney films, uh, the film library ties into the Disney parks, and a big, big focus on Disney parks music and just different audio that you hear around the parks. And uh, I keep kicking the idea around, but I'm just wondering how much interest there might be for something like that. If you'd like to hear that, I want to hear from you. So now, I'm going to get into the episode proper. Uh, here's the irredeemable Shag and I in the Magic Kingdom. We all wait till we actually get to hit the end of the line here. We're going to get right up to it. The color, just the color in this is beautiful. Because it's wishes. It's Because it's wishes. Of that's over, they'll go back.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: mm-hmm. oh, we gotta wait for uh for the fast pass line to get in ahead of us. Alright, here we go.
2: We, uh, you know, I told be we were Key West, West, uh, uh, to be we were in going to be to be a to right? Couldn't find section of the store. Fell in love with it never seen any steampunk stuff in his life, and suddenly he's got to have a pair of steampunk goggles.
0: you got to take him to a, a, one of those conventions where everybody goes in, uh, in, like, Star Wars costumes and stuff, but steampunk version, those are really, really cool. Dragon Con's got a ton of them. So Dragon Con's, I, I don't know when's
2: the last time have oh, that's right, yeah, the steampunk's crazy
0: big now. I only went just that one year. Oh, in 2009, oh, that was oh, the I only time I ever got, got, got to go. go. No, that okay. was my one and only time. Okay, see, I've been going... Because mo- I moved right after that, that very next
2: year. Well, I've been going consistently to Con since about two thousand two, and then, um, and I used to go even in the in the mid nineties too. So it's been part of my DNA now for almost 20 years. So I just I never miss it. Well, oh, I don't blame it. So, I mean, it's an awesome show. I wish I could do both,
0: honestly. I really do. Well, the Star Wars is just your niche, and, and you got to fight it again. You know. I don't think we're going to get to record anything in here, that's alright though. I don't think we're going to get to record anything in the queue, but that works for me. If it needs less of a line, that works. We'll save it for after. Alright, we got to find our, is this our pathway yep. over yeah, oh, here? Yeah, here we go, yeah. Follow the train. Hello and welcome to Two True Freaks. My name is Scott Gardner. And I am joined by a special guest. If you're wondering what all that calamity and noise is in the background, we are actually right now walking from, uh, what are they calling this area? Uh, Storybook be. Circus. It used to be Toontown. Now it's Storybook Circus to uh, Tomorrowland in the uh, beautiful Walt Disney World Resort. And I am joined by the uh, co-host, right? Yep. Co-host? Yep. Of the uh, Fire and Water podcast, and now the Who's Who thing is part of that podcast, right? Or is that That's separate... correct?
2: It's, it's an independent show, but it's within the same feed, same stars, just different content.
0: And give them your name.
2: I am the Irredeemable Jack,
0: <laughs> and it has been far, far too long since uh, since we've gotten together. Well, you were reminding me that it was uh, uh, the Return of the Jedi show was the yep. last time we actually spoke. I so was far actually being together. Gosh, that was when I first moved down here. I hadn't uh, yeah. hadn't even gotten the job yet. I mean, you yep. landed the job. We got together for Thanksgiving. That was awesome, dude. Awesome. No, no, that's right. Thanksgiving. That's right. Because Thanksgiving I had, uh, I had just
2: started. Yeah, well, that's the, right. Yeah, the first time I came down, we hung out. We had that's lunch. Right. We talked Star Wars. That's right. Decided that we, you know, we're long lost gay lovers. <laughs> that's, then, right. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah. right. So I knew it would come back to you. Just gave it a little tug. Anyway, and then I uh, came back for the Thanksgiving thing. That was so, awesome. It, How is your sister doing, by the way? My sister's doing phenomenal, and she's—you're still the, the restraining order's still in effect. So. <laughs> oh, that's Sorry, sucks. buddy. Sorry, buddy. Oh, but, no. I'm so, determined to get into the family one way or the other. <laughs> the calamity in Whimsy was great. We just did the barnstormer.
0: Had oh. a blast on
2: it. So let's see. Let's recap. Well, we came in. We did my
0: perennial favorite, which is the Haunted Mansion. That was awesome. I was pointing out little details and everything. That, since I... I feel that much more the resident expert now having had the uh, the behind-the-scenes tour on that.
2: It was awesome. It's a whole different experience at night, folks. Let me tell you, also, we came out, and the fireworks were going on, and I guess the ride had spooked me more than I thought. <laughs> the first boom of the fireworks, I jumped and about grabbed the ceiling like a cat. <laughs> well, then Mickey lied to
0: us, man. Mickey said it was going to be 30 minutes for uh, for the Big Thunder Mountain. and We practically
2: walked on it, really. Walked right on there in the sweltering late-July oh heat God. of Florida. <laughs> Oh, my God. Now, we're both Floridians, technically, so we're used to the heat, but, man, it's a, it's a bit oppressive right now. Dude, you could irrigate like a, like a small farm with a sweat in my <laughs> shirt right now. I swear to God, it's awful. Right now, we're rounding the bend around Space Mountain, and we're going to see what kind of horrific weight may uh, maybe in front of us. Hopefully, it's just another walk-on. That would be awesome. Yeah. I wonder how late
0: they let you uh queue up for uh for Space Mountain. What time is it? Well the park closes in ten minutes.
2: I wonder if they'd still let us queue up. They probably hate that, but I bet you they do it. I mean it's Disney, right? Aren't we always right? There you go. I know this guy who works in Disney. <laughs> Never mind, I'll leave that alone. He's a dick. <laughs> oh,
0: I thought tripped and killed myself. Oh I didn't say she was crazy!
2: <laughs> That's a good old joke. Let's see,
0: oh it looks like they're still letting people in. Well let's yeah. see what the with the wait time if it's that far back I'm thinking that's a that's a nasty wait 85 time 85 minutes oh my
2: god I'm not waiting that long no I was just going to say are we committing to that because I don't now Stitch is uh, I haven't been on Stitch since it changed I have Encounter. never I have never been on it Now Alien Encounter used be scary as crap I did that one time way before they changed it I've actually never done the Stitch one me either want to go check it out <laughs> we we can Years ago was, what, Journey to Mars? Um, let me think. When the park opened, I want to say it was Flight to the Moon, I think. Oh, maybe that was I that. did it. I remember doing it in 70... The, seat, what year the was seats were sort of angled down. I thought it was to Mars, though. Maybe it's the Moon. I don't know. Well, I know that they did,
0: they did have a... It might have been Mission to Mars by that. It might have opened here as Mission oh. to Mars, but... It, it yeah, changed see, over
2: at one point. I see. Yeah, because well, I mean it
0: existed at both you know Disneyland and here. Okay. And I know out there it was originally like Flight to the Moon, and then it was something else, and then it was Mission to Mars, and then it was something else. And uh-huh. So I can't remember if it opened here as Flight to the Moon, or they just jumped straight to Mars, because by 74, it probably was Mars, I'm
2: thinking. Probably. Now, I've never done that thing. I don't even know what it's called. Oh, the Astro Orbiter? think scares the crap out of me just looking at it. <laughs> I made my. I think I heard you say the same thing recently. I made my kids do the Carousel of Progress. Oh, I love the Carousel of Progress. they it, and we desperately needed air conditioning last time we were here, so we did Carousel of Progress. My daughter still sings the song. She's six years old. That is my favorite song. All right. Sign says
0: twenty minutes for Buzz Lightyear. I think that's an exaggeration.
2: I don't know. I had a horrendous time in the buzz line not too long ago because it kept breaking. Oh no! And it was a horrendous wait, and I was with my mother-in-law, who's never happy.
1: <laughs> I
2: love her, but oh my gosh! Now, I've never done the last thing either. Any good? It's good like the first
0: time or two, but it's one of those. It kind of mystifies me because it's not like it's not good or anything. But it doesn't really have a high repeat value, you know what I mean? Sure, sure. It's kind of like, say, like... Phantom Menace? Right. <laughs> it's a better analogy than I could have pulled off, so yeah, I'll, I'll go with that. All right, is so this really what we're doing then? Or not? Well, All right. All right. Do you have something else you want to do? No, not really. I just thought neither one of us had ever about it. Eventually, we're going to get to a point where I'll have done everything. There were still a few things that were...
1: Hey, is this the line? Yeah.
0: They're just measuring all the kids.
2: I'm sure this makes it for exciting podcasting at all <laughs> They love it. We had all the... You're
1: oh, a titillating
0: conversation already off the air. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what can I hang out with
0: Shaggy Scott? Woo, it's nice and air conditioned.
2: here. Oh, I like it. It's All right,
0: well, the show's just starting soon. This is the game I favorite ride
2: Negative, I got That was a saying. Michael Bailey is just, he's driving me crazy. <laughs> he's begging me and begging me and begging me to be on a show. And I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm done with that. I've moved on. And, oh, crap, we're recording. Tell him what we're reading, Scott. So
0: we're back. And, uh, well, we, we, we went and experienced the, uh, the glory that is um, Stitch's Great Escape. It's the first time for both of us. Um, Probably the last. Let me think. Does um, <laughs> Underwhelmed just, just
1: uh, describe yeah, that pretty
2: yeah. well? That back in the old days when it was... Well, not the old days, but... A few years ago, it was the Alien Encounter, I guess is what it was called. Yeah. And that was a lot of fun. It was, you know, a little bit scary, a little bit fun. You didn't know where it was going. And, um, yeah, it's not so
0: much. I, I mean, I'm always impressed... With, you know, the animatronics and things like I mean, it was a pretty good animatronic and all that, but yeah, just, the, it, it lacked a little
2: something. And yeah, you know, that's fair to say, I'm sorry, the mechanics of the ride were fine. Mm-hmm. The mechanics of the ride all were great, the, all the, the jokes were there, whatever, it just, the story was probably better suited for uh, a four-year-old. Ride. Right, yeah. And it, but at the same time, it was probably too scary for a four-year-old. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs>
0: Last I knew, my boys really liked it, but I don't know if they've gone on it lately, but know they just—they—they're Stitch fans, though. You
2: know they like the movie. Yeah. I've
0: actually never seen the movie, so I'm I, at, I'm at a handicap going
2: in. You know, I've seen it once. It was—it was funny. I could see why a whole generation of kids loved it. it. Wasn't quite my thing,
0: right? Yeah, I'm more classics, a classics, Disney classics guy. But at the moment, we are uh, we are sitting. No, not sure what this space is called right here, but we are sitting not far from the uh, the Dole Whip stand. Uh, we are actually sitting right across from the uh, queue entrance to the uh, Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse,
2: my personal favorite. And
0: uh, this is your first Dole Whip. I cannot believe that. It's awesome.
2: I'm a lifelong pineapple fan. Had never even heard of a Dole Whip. And now I know where I will come every time I go to Disney. This is what pineapple ice cream, basically, yeah. or pineapple sherbet, almost it, it's is what it basically is. Basically,
0: it's a root beer float, but instead of the root beer, you got pineapple ice cream, and it's... Oh, my God, I
2: love this. It's awesome. It's delicious. Absolutely delicious. I'm in heaven. Oh. Listening to us eat is probably very exciting.
0: <laughs> oh, this is so good. It's too bad the listeners have to right. be leading their humdrum little
2: lives and be enjoying this. Driving your little cars and your little commutes while you listen to us through your little iPods. Oh. Yeah, we're definitely gonna get one of those podcasting awards. What's the, what are they called for this? <laughs> the Razzies or mm-hmm, something? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe we'll get sponsored by Dole.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't. I'm, I'm not big on standing up ceremony. <laughs>
2: This has been a blast, dude. So, I guess, I guess this is the time where we should announce this. Scott and I have been talking. We've been talking about this for a few months now. And we, I guess it's time to tell the fans, we're going to shut down both of our current podcasting efforts. All of Two True Fakes, Fire and Water Podcast, Firestorm Fan, all that stuff. And we're going to start a brand new line of podcasts about Dole <laughs> It's
1: entirely about the, the pineapple.
2: Because, so, you know, I'm a big fan of the show Psych, and pineapple's kind of a thing there. And uh, now we've got the Dole whips. We're going to be actually going around the country and eating different sort of pineapple delicacies, and that's that's what the podcast is going to be. I tell you what,
0: if they would give if we if we could actually get some sort of a deal through Dole and kickbacks and free Dole whips, I'm I'm totally down with that, dude.
2: I tell you, actually, a million years ago. All right, fine. 1988. I was in Hawaii for a summer and drove through the highway. Goes right through the Dole pineapple fields. Like you know, oh, cool. Like you know, if you're in Illinois, you drive through the cornfields. You drive through the pineapple fields. Oh my gosh. The Where was coni- this? In Hawaii. Oh, in Hawaii. And the air conditioner's blowing, you know, sucking the outside air in. It's like the sweetest smelling air you've ever had. It almost to the point it makes you a little sick just because after hours of the smell, it's like, oh. But,
1: <laughs> um,
2: man, it was amazing. Oh. oh,
0: that was good. I love pineapple, man.
2: So Scott and I have been talking about um, things like Swiss Family Robinson stuff that were movies that have, they turn into rides. Right, yeah. You were telling me one about a California one
0: yeah the third man on the mountain which was the the movie that they based uh, the Matterhorn ride on see I've got I've really I've got to get out to California dude I want to go to Disneyland so bad I can taste it because it's like I know I feel like I know so much about a place that I've never been to you know it's just it's crazy
2: Now I am going to California next year but I'm not going to Disneyland. I'm going to uh, the world's largest Doctor Who convention, Outpost Galapay. And what
0: city did you say that? was It's in, in L.A. In L.A.
2: And um, it's, in, it's over Valentine's Day, and next year is Doctor Who's 50th anniversary. So I figured that's the year to go. That, and I'm old, and I figured I better do it before I die.
0: That reminds me. Did you check out that uh, the Star Trek Doctor Who comic thing that's coming it's out? It's so good. I read the first one was I was not really impressed, but I mean, well, does it get
2: better? Well, see, you need to read the second one okay, then. All right. because the first one was very Doctor Who centric, right? And I know you're not a you're a big you're not a huge Who guy, right? I mean,
0: I mean, I, I enjoy it. I just don't I'm not don't know a lot about it. You know what I mean? So not, a lot of it I got to pick it up on the fly, which I'm I'm cool with.
2: Well, the second issue is very Star Trek centric. Oh, okay. And and they're and they're leading us down a path where like right now, if you haven't read the comic, guys, like at first I heard about, it, I'm like, oh gosh, this is the worst fan wank thing <laughs> that ever get published. You know, this is this is this is uh, fan fiction made real. And uh, I thought it was gonna be terrible. Not ours. Oh yeah. I love that kid shirt. Yeah, that's a great Batman shirt. But but I figured it was like the worst fan fiction ever, and I bought it with a lot of trepidation. Like, five pages into it, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so good. Because they totally captured the Doctor, Amy, and Rory's voices Right, yeah, yeah I thought so, too. And then, so, it's the, it's the 11th Doctor, Amy, and Rory, along, meeting with the Next Generation crew. Well, apparently, I guess, around issue, I don't know, four, or somewhere in there, they're going to do a flashback. And it's going to be the Tom Baker Doctor, which is the guy with the long scarf that everyone knows, oh, yeah, meeting man. Kirk. Oh, dude. So... I guess it, they're, they're trying to show that something's changed in history with the Doctor and Star Trek have a longer connection. Because even during the story, the Doctor acknowledges, like basically saying, he has memories all of a sudden that he never had before. Like something's happened to time, which is perfect for both of them, you know, for both the shows. But uh, I've, I've loved it. It's, a, it's an eight-issue miniseries. If they're doing that,
0: then I, all right, I'm in. I'm trying Try the to second in. one, because
2: the second one is very Star Trek. Very Star but
0: Trek. I liked that in the first issue, because I'm pretty sure the first one's the only one I've read so far. In the first issue, it had a lot to do with uh, Delta. You actually got yep. to see some of Delta, and I yep. thought that was
2: pretty cool. And the stuff with the Borg and the Cybermen is interesting to see where they're going with that. Yeah. Nice collision of, uh, again, fan fiction that works.
0: <laughs> I'm just, I guess my big thing with it was that the Borg seemed a little obvious, I guess. They, they are so, so overused oh, yeah. in, oh, yeah. You know, in Star Trek by this point. Because they did the same thing with the uh, with the um, next-gen X-Men team-up. Yeah. It was, it was the Borg and uh, the Sentinels. Oh, okay. Which was, yeah, I mean, yeah, okay, sense. but still, you know, it's like... There's got to be the Borg every single time, but... Then again, you know, next-gen, honestly, they didn't really have anybody else, you know? They had Q, and they had the Ferengi, and... They
2: had Klingons for a season.
0: Romulans, yeah, Klingons.
2: Well, um, we're... Uh was that Star Trek X Men stuff any good?
0: The one the the weird thing about it is that there was you know, there was Star Trek X Men, which was Kirk's crew meeting up with. Uh with like, it was like Cyclops, Wolverine. It was like basically the classic like Claremont
2: era X Men. Okay, that one's actually really good. It's it's a pretty decent story. It, was it, that a the, comic or a novel? Cause it, was, I that, it was comic. Okay, because I know they did novels too. And
0: uh, I want to say it was Silvestri, I think was the artist on that. That's good. But the art was really good. And they really captured the the look and the body language of Kirk and them mashed up with a very 90s looking X-Men. Which you think okay. that wouldn't work, but it actually they pulled it off and it looked really good. Okay. And then the sequel to that was Star Trek: The Next Generation X-Men. Yeah. Uh I think it was called Second Contact. Okay. And it picks up literally right when the movie First Contact ends cuz Data still like got like holes in his skin and stuff from right. like how that movie ends. And it picks up there well, they're time
2: traveling, so that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, and
0: it was some sort of time travel thing. They end up coming down to Earth in the 20th century, and it was right at the time when uh, most of Earth's heroes were missing for, after... Um,
2: heroes were born?
0: The, that, yeah, that what was the name or, of
2: uh, All I can think uh, of is Apocalypse, and that's not it was, right. It was, yeah, it was the, the big... Holocaust. Yeah, uh, the guy who looked like uh, ah! Magneto.
0: yeah, yeah. I, Onslaught, Onslaught. Thank that you, wow. onslaught. Man, I could how, not how think. How quickly well, Yeah. Well, come on, it's forgettable, you know. But yeah, it was right after that. And it's good. I mean, it's, it's actually one of the, the coolest parts of the whole thing is uh, where Colossus takes a swing at Data. Okay. And Data just, like, stops it.
1: Okay. And they're all looking
0: at him like, this scrawny little ass dude just stopped Colossus. <laughs> you know, they're all kind of flabbergasted by it. But it ends on a great cliffhanger, which at the moment, I can't remember what the cliffhanger is. And it says, basically, for the rest of the story, see the novel, huh. Star Trek The Next Generation, X-Men. Um, it's either X-Planet or Planet X. I think it's Planet X. Yeah, it's something like
2: that, yeah. Book Does has
0: it? not... a freaking thing to do with the with the it, it's not a continuation oh, it doesn't pick up from the cliffhanger it's, it doesn't even utilize the same x-men i was gonna it's say like, if you're gonna
2: call it planet x does it does that have to do with charlie x no it's because it seems like that would be a logical
0: the the characterizations of the of the next gen folks are really good the characterizations of the x-men are really good the crossover and interaction between the two teams is really good The story framework is retarded, and that's the problem with it, is that they team up these two great teams, they get the characters just perfect, but then they don't have anything interesting to do with them. The story is just stupid, and it was a real shame, because it could have been good, you know, because the lead-up, the comic lead-up, was really good, and it still feels like... Where's the rest of that story? You know, it just yeah. they never resolved it because the book is not That's a, a continuation of the of the comic.
2: You said there's good characterization. That means Riker gets you to yell, Shields up, red alert at some point.
0: <laughs> Probably, yeah. yeah,
2: sure. Now, um, when, when you talk about a good build-up and a disappointing crossover, there was there was a I, I was really into the Star Trek novels. I mean, I was really into them. And there was one, and, and here now I'm showing my idiocy because I can't remember the details. It was a crossover one where Kirk's Enterprise. Bumped into probably Picard's Enterprise. I yes, think. Federation. And is that? And, but they they didn't communicate. It's like the whole book's building up to it, and they see each other like in the mist or something, and then they're all like, "Well, we better we might mess up the timeline. We better not really contact them." You're like, "But that's what I've been waiting for the whole time." I know. That
0: book was a huge disappointment. The problem was is that I think they was were that? trying to capitalize on Generations was like yeah either just out or just about probably. to probably. And so they were trying to capitalize on that by really building up this false front that the two captains were going to interact, and it, it never happened. Yeah. And it was like, are you kidding me? Now
2: and there's a fun one called uh, I want to say it was called Crossover, probably by Michael Jan Friedman. Is that right? Or is that a is that the right name? I think you're right.
0: Yeah, um, I, know,
2: I know the one you're talking about. And it it, ha- it was it was the next gen crew with the classic crew that were old and still around. Right. So yeah. I had Spock and Bones and Scotty and. I remember if anyone else was there, but like I think it was just those Scotty things. stole a Constellation class ship, and it was a museum piece. And I think they had actually put the bridge of the original Enterprise in there. Right. So it was like a magical moment where Scotty's in his old Enterprise, and it was it was a lot of fun. I liked that one a lot. To
0: this day, though, it's still my favorite one, where it's a, a melding and a blending of the crews, is uh, the Return. It's a it's the, 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 the Shatner one? one. Oh my god. It's really, really good. It's okay. But, but the, still, the problem with that one, though, is that you're still not getting... I, don't, I still, to my, to my knowledge anyway, unless I've missed something somewhere along the line, I don't think we've still gotten that, that big fanboy wish of Kirk yeah. TV-era crew meeting next-gen TV-era crew. Hmm. you know in a big
2: cross yeah. i'd love
0: to see it you know i'm surprised that never did happen
1: you think I'm, that sitting here thinking some, I'm thinking
2: someone must have done it at some point but it's probably you know it's probably in that fan fiction website right next to doctor who meets star trek right but um but i mean
0: as far as officially i'm, I'm amazed that that because there's a number of like pseudo meetups you yeah. know where like one character you know from like Kirk's era, we'll meet up with them, or you know yep. something. But they never did the full integrated, you know, Kirk and his all his people, and Picard and all his people. They never did it, and I'm just amazed that never happened.
2: Now, have you gotten off your ass, sir, and read Peter David's new Frontier books yet?
0: I am working on them. I, I got up to oh, I can't remember the name of it. I lack one book okay. to have them all. All right. But I have been working my way through. it. Okay. And uh, I tell you, the one that I really, really liked was uh, the Captain's Table yeah. one, where it was oh, those the, are great. The the, the the Captain's origin, basically. Yep. But yeah, it was good. The yeah. whole
2: Captain's Table run was good. Um, Is it? I wondered if they were any good. Because they did well. I shouldn't say. I'm sorry. I haven't read all of them. I've read probably three of them. But that the the, the idea was that there's this mythical bar that you could go to. And people from any time would be captains from different ships would be there. You'd see someone, an old sailing vessel from the 1800s right. next to Kirk, you know, or whatever. And uh, they'd sit around and tell their tale. And, and and he read the New Frontier one, as he just said. But there was, you know, Kirk, there was Picard, you know, all the captains had one. Right. And, and I, I want to say I read three of them or so. They were all good. Now, I'm not too now long... do you know
0: which ones that you
2: read, though? Because um, I know there's a Kirk
0: one, there's a Sulu one...
2: I did not read the Sulu one. I wouldn't have wasted my Beyond time. Beyond that, I'm
0: not sure what what the other ones are. I
2: well, I'm sure they did a Janeway one. Um, they obviously did New Frontier.
0: I think I have all but one of them, and I'm not even sure which the what the one I lack. I'm not sure which captain that okay. is. I,
2: I wish I could remember. If I, I'm trying to. I, I cleaned out a lot of my Star Trek books a few years back. I got rid of a bunch of them. I kept the New Frontier stuff. I kept uh, there was there was two books that I loved: Best Destiny which was a Kirk when he was young.
0: Diane Carey?
2: I guess. I'm not she sure wrote, I've ever read that or not. She wrote two. Um, and I don't know how they are now. I read them back when they came out. So I don't know nowadays, but I enjoyed She was two two of them that were kind of linked. They were both about Kirk when he was young. Yeah. And he was, was that on
0: Enterprise the first mission or something. No, like that. that one's
2: horrible. Yeah, um, I did, yeah, I
0: was hoping that wasn't
2: the one you were talking no, about cuz I agree. Yeah, that was a terrible, book no, I mean literally when I say Kirk young, I mean Kirk was like a teenager. And his dad ended up as the security chief on the Enterprise back Um, before with Captain April. Best Destiny. Final Frontier? It could very well be. It could very well be. Um, That sounds about right. But Best Destiny and probably Final Frontier. It was one of those early large books, giant or whatever they called them. Yeah. Uh, So it probably was Final Frontier. And uh, it was Kirk when he was like a teenager, and his dad was security chief on Enterprise back when it was the first starship I don't even know if it was called Enterprise at that point I can't remember I don't remember but it was you know a secret top secret project with Captain April before Pike and I've really dug those so I kept those um, I don't think I kept the, the captain's tables except for the New Frontier I kept the section 31's I, I, I like to I've got several
0: of those I haven't read any of them yet though. I only but I've read heard the, good
2: things about them I only read the Kirk and the Picard one they were good I dug those um, what else? but yeah so I'm glad you're reading the Peter David stuff so you said you've how far have you gotten like so I guess if you're the captain's table, you're up to like six or seven books. Yeah, I was just
0: gonna say six or seven okay. book. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I, I haven't like lost my interest. Or the, the only the, the only thing that's kept me from burning through them faster is that I'm trying to read other things other than sure. just exclusively reading that. But yeah, uh, you know, because I'm trying to work my way through those. I'm trying to work my way through you know still my Star Wars
2: read. Yep. Where and where are uh, you on Star Wars?
0: I'm at uh, The Force Unleashed. I mean, I, I still haven't even made it to the first movie oh, yet. Oh,
2: jeez. Okay, gotcha. So, yeah,
0: that's slow going. Cause I, it's a tough book. I, well, I petered... No, I, not necessarily a book, just no. that project. It's a tough book, I, I, I petered out. Um, I try. What what killed me was I was doing really, really good. I was yeah. burning through those books, and then I got to the original Han Solo trilogy, the yeah. Brian Daly books, Okay. Yeah. and completely stalled out, because i got to be honest, those books... They just—they're not good. They really? did not hold up
2: good. How about the I, how about the Lando ones?
0: The Lando ones were good. Okay. Again, I, I was really surprised. So
2: you talked about them one of the Star Wars movie Yes, yeah.
0: I I, uh, I read them when I was a kid, and uh, and so I had fond memories. And I was a little bit nervous to go back and examine them because I didn't think that they would have held up. The funny thing about them is that they're not really Star Wars. They're very, you know, they're very sci-fi. Okay, you know. And, and the two aren't necessarily compatible, but I still enjoyed them a lot. I mean, especially the second book was really, really good. The All second right. one was a lot of fun, but, uh, but the Han Solo ones. How were the AC
2: Crispin Han Solo ones? That
0: was excellent.
2: Dude. Were they? Oh, yeah. I've really always wanted good. to read those.
0: The, the two best reads so far in my read through project were um, the Corsant Night books. You you know you spoke By, really um, highly of this.
2: I, I've actually can't remember who the heck, I've actually had the Coruscant Night books in my hands so many times because of your recommendation. I haven't quite made the purchase yet. Good.
0: Anything I can't remember that artist or not, not artist um, author's name off the top of my head. Okay. Any of the uh, books that he's
2: written. Uh, I, I got to argue with you on one because I What's just read. Um, oh crap! I don't remember what it's called. It was a davindar book that came out this year. Shadow something. It's not Shadows of the Empire. Uh, it's something else. It just came out. It has Dash Rendar in it. Yep, and that's why I got it cuz I love Dash Rendar. Yeah. Um and it's in it Dash is a uh, and I could be wrong about the author, but I think it's that guy cuz you there's a droid. You said that he follows her. And I'm pretty sure that droid's in this one too. But anyway, Dash Rendar uh, gets hired to be the bodyguard for a pop star. Yeah. Which is sort of an okay story, I suppose, but it just doesn't feel like Star Wars. It doesn't read like Star Wars. I mean, I, I burned through it, so it's not like it's a terrible read, right. but it just it, it didn't feel right. And Speaking of
0: Dash, I'll tell you one of the coolest things for me in those Han Solo books was... Is Dash in there? She worked really hard to make those books feel like they fit into the larger yeah. Star Wars universe. So one of the really clever things that she did was that she completely incorporates right down to letting you know when the other adventures could happen she incorporated the brian daly trilogy okay. and the lando trilogy into her han solo trilogy wow so like when lando comes into the story briefly you know and he, he kind of comes in and out of the narrative several times he has buffy raw with him you know okay. his droid from from his trilogy um but there's a, a a part in one of the books I want to say it's the second one but I'm not sure but there's a part in one of them where there's this big plot that involves Han and other pirates he basically has to create like a pirate league in order to accomplish this big plan that they're doing Sure. and so we briefly get to uh, have cameos with like Dash Rendar oh man um, I love Dash what's his name Rick uh, Rick Duel <gasps> Rick Duel from the comics Rick Duel from the comics is in there that's awesome
2: um, I love it when they acknowledge the comics
0: yeah oh it's awesome it's really, really what's cool too is that it's it feels really believable because he and Duel don't get along very well which is just like okay. in the comics they don't Perfect. get along very well um, there's somebody else that was a big cameo too and I, I'm Totally blanking on who it was. Jar Jar Binks? No, not Jar Jar. <laughs> but it was—it was, it was really—it was good stuff. I, I liked that a lot. So those were my two favorite trilogies so far. Okay. Was the was the Coruscant Nights. But I just got to get back to it. But at the moment, I'm reading. Uh, um, I picked up a whole bunch of novelizations. Mm-hmm. Dirt cheap recently. Novelizations I didn't even know existed. Like um, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I just
2: finished
1: Go that. On. Who See, it?
0: everybody has that reaction. But I'm telling you, dude, I love that movie. Uh, I
2: really do. And the book was good. I, I couldn't get. I, I finished it, but it was it was tough going.
0: The book was uh, was Kevin J. Anderson, who I'm not a big fan of, uh, but the book was uh, actually really good.
2: Not a fan of uh, Kevin J. Anderson. Yeah, I me mean, neither. After no. his Star Wars novels. Uh,
0: what's the one I'm working? On? Oh, I'm working on The Rocketeer by Peter David. Ooh, I bet that's
2: people. excellent. And so far, it's good. I'm not very far into it, but so far, it's really good. I love The Rocketeer. I now, got, uh, you know what I just read? Um, and here's where I'm terrible with t- Apparently, I'm really bad with titles. <laughs> it, it's something like and the, the stars go sailing by. i terrible. I don't know names. This is awful. It's a Doctor Who book. And it's written by Dan Abnett. Abnett. He writes, oh, I like him. Yeah, yeah. Dan Abnett. He does a lot of Warhammer stuff. does a lot of comic books. Star Trek stuff. Wow, oh, does
1: Star he really? Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, he's he heard mm. some really good
2: Star Trek stuff. We're going to talk about that in a second. He's
0: working on, uh, on those, uh, unless I'm thinking of a different... I think uh,
2: I've got the right guy. Dan Abnett and Andy and Lanning yeah, always work together. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Okay. Well, me, I'll tell you this and you tell me that. Um, he wrote a Doctor Who book. It's called like the, the Stars Sail By at Night or... Oh, it's awful. Sorry, folks. It came out this year. It's the Matt Smith Doctor and he's got Amy and Rory with him and it's up. he's up against a classic Who monster called The Ice Warriors and I wasn't sure what to think. I was like, all right, well, I'll give it a try. It's the one of the best Doctor Who books I've ever read and I've read something like I'm not exaggerating. Like 300 Doctor Who books, right. and the reason it, it, it's it's great not because it's revolutionary, but because it feels like you're literally doing. It's an episode. Right. They got the language right. They sound exactly right. The humor's there. The action. It literally, you can picture the whole episode in your mind.
0: He's a phenomenal writer. Yeah, he does that with the Star Trek stuff I've read. So what's he doing for Star Trek? I'm dying. That um, wow. I'm, I want to say he's the one uh, one of the two guys that's doing the uh, the enterprise continuation stuff that's been going on
2: like lately, the, the Archer yeah yeah, yeah. Ah, see I like that series I love that show know, so yeah you and I we've talked about it off of air a couple times how much we like that show
0: but I've read the uh, the first continuation book which was um, what's um, it take
2: place in between the good
0: well it, it actually it backs up a bit from like in the pilot, or not the, excuse me, the uh, the season finale. Remember, right. how it, it jumped forward like, three years, like five
2: years, well, or three years, or well, something. It, the way they did it was, it basically they were in their fourth year, right? And the series ended in their seventh, That's as if right. they did. That's
0: right. Yeah, it was
2: almost as if to say they had seventh season like everyone else. It was almost like a nod to that. Well, the, but yeah, so it does that other the missing three years. Well, what
0: it does is it, it backs up to the point in that episode that was taking place before the jump ahead to three years, yeah, and it retells a portion of the story. It retells basically uh, Tripp's death. Uh, And it adds a spin to it where Tripp didn't die. Oh, thank goodness. And the whole story, I don't want to ruin it for you, but basically what happened was he gets recruited by Section 31 to go undercover into the Romulan Empire. Oh, hell yeah. And so they have to fake his death. Okay. And this all comes to light because way later in the 25th century um as old men nog uh goes to jake Cisco with this story that he's somehow uncovered that there's been a massive cover-up in starfleet history he wants jake to look into it they look into it together and they figure out that this is what happened and now they're trying to unravel the story and decide do we want to go public with this or not so and so as they're unraveling the story that's how we learn of this okay. whole thing with with um Trip. All right. And the deeper you get into it, because they they had a big stumbling block with me right out of the gate, which was
2: Nog, How are Nog they going to Jake being interesting?
0: Well, that yeah, <laughs> that's, a, that's a huge one. But just this aspect of were they going to be faithful to continuity, or were they going to were they going to blow it aside? Because in um, Balance of Terror, it was well established that humans didn't know what Romi looked like. Right. By. Right. And so. How are they going to deal with that? They deal with it brilliantly okay. in the book because basically it comes down to they they keep everything faithful, but certain people have to know. Okay, Trip being one of them because he ends up infiltrating sure. the Romulan Empire. He comes back, he makes it back out of the Empire. So all through the end of the book, you're going, all right, surely he's going to share this knowledge with somebody, you know, some somehow. And you find out that yes he does, and what happens is they basically they cover it all up. Section thirty
2: one. Be- because yeah.
0: what they decide is if it's general knowledge what the Romulans look like, that's gonna put a strain on their relationship with Vulcan right at the time when the, 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 the it wasn't even called the UFP yet, it was the
2: uh Something. coalition
0: of planets yeah. or whatever. Right when they're about to sign this massive treaty that would create the UFP. So if they go public with this, it could destroy the future, basically, and they realize that, so they put a lid on it and basically, like, time seal it, you know? And I bought it. I thought it was a really clever way to work around that piece of continuity that they wanted to be faithful to, but at the same rate was a major stumbling block to an awesome story that they wanted to tell, and I thought they handled it really, really well. Cool. It was really good. And uh, I I started on the second book, but I, I didn't get very far before I started reading something else but I plan to get I, I think all together there's only like three or four of those continuation books anyway there's uh, there's like the Kobayashi Maru, I think it's the one I'm working on now and then there's another one called like the Rum the Rom Romulan War, or the Romulan Earth War. Uh, there, or something there's something like, that. like I saw that in the story. I think the that's other day. it. I think it's just okay. those three, three or four books. If it was
2: by Abnett Laning, then I'm, I'd be willing to try that. I don't
0: know if Lan. It's one of the two of them and someone else.
2: It's, okay. it's not those two together. Though. It's fine, but Abnett I mean, after it's, the stars go silently by. By the way, I think it's the Doctor Who book. That maybe sounds
0: that actually sounds maybe.
2: familiar. But uh, after reading that, yeah, I'd be on board with that absolutely. Well, I think uh There's I mean there's all a whole bunch of Star Trek books in this in the stores and that I haven't kept up with lately. So like I see the Typhon pact and, and see I, I'm trying to
0: work my way through do that stuff.
2: I don't know what any of that stuff is. The so. problem
0: is though is that to read that stuff, you really have to be up on everything else and and so I wanna get caught up on like the Titans books because the Titan figures into all those books oh, really? with like uh what was it called it was it was where basically something happened like the Federation collapsed or something yeah there
2: was something like that and and now what was the like the, I don't know but now the Romulans in the Federation and somebody else are all like in a coalition together or something or it's, it's what the what I can pick up from the back of the books right now you you you're the guy that likes the uh, Titan books right oh right, yeah I've been digging yeah. Let's see, uh, you're uh, that one guy
0: uh, Landon, is it See, I, I think I might be getting them confused with uh, Andy Mangle. No, is that one of? Them? Who are the?
2: Dave Seltzer-Billier.
0: It's uh, uh, Abnet and Lanning.
2: Yeah, Abnett and Lanning is the two of. I think
0: one of the two of those guys is working with Andy Mangle. Okay. See, I'm getting confused on my authors. Now. Don't know. But some of those guys, one of the three of those guys, worked on some of those Titans books okay. too. I think, I think the two novels at the beginning of the launch of Titans. Was one of the three of those guys worked on that? It was good stuff. I liked
2: it a lot. I, I kind of got burned on the side stuff. Like I loved New Frontier, went nuts for it. Tried to follow that same path for New Earth, which led to what was the name of those series? Um, there was a six-issue cycle called New Earth, which was sort of like a, trying to develop his own product line like New Frontier, and it was it took place during Kirk movie era. Right. Which is my favorite era of Star Trek, right, yeah. And so it was, it was New Earth for six books, and then it spun off something else, and I cannot remember what it was called. But I like
0: Vanguard or something like Vanguard, that.
2: something else. That's a space station during Kirk mm-hmm. TV era, I think. But um, but anyway, so I tried that, and I was like, eh. After six books, I was like, I just can't do it anymore. I'm not into it. And then uh, and then there's been Vanguard. Then there's been Titan, and I just I. I love new, I love good. New Frontier, but I have not been able to get into the other side stuff.
0: Titan's been good, but of, of, so far, of all of the side stuff that I've read, it's definitely New Frontier's way out in, in front of the pad.
2: And it's, it's cooled off, unfortunately, quite a bit. Like Peter David's not cranking him out like he was before, and, and I don't know if people are as rabid for him as they were. See, I, I
0: get the feeling that they're not getting the support for new treks set in the original timeline as oh. they were.
2: That would make sense, yeah. I,
0: I get the feeling that like the studio wants to phase it out, but they're afraid of... Well, the problem is that they,
2: they're not... To my knowledge, I don't think they're giving them rights to publish new books in the new timeline, so... Right See,
0: right after the new movie came out, it was such a big, hot deal. There was all these announcements, because I remember uh, Biblio Mike putting a bunch of stuff up on our forum about it, about there was going to be all these new... Books based on the new timeline, some of which actually sounded kind of interesting. Yeah, I don't think any of them ever materialized. That no. was my understanding no. is that they all got scrubbed. The so.
2: comic made it,
0: right? Because yeah. the comic's
2: out there, and I haven't read anything past the first issue. I read, I liked the first issue, but I haven't read anything since. So, I, I uh, when I think back to what I yearn for the most, I'll tell you the thing I yearn for the most is the, is the New Republic era of Star Wars, back around. I don't know 93, 94 when the X-Wing books were coming out and you know the Zahn Trilogy was behind us and, and everything was just looking forward in the, new, in the New Republic and it was such a great time to be a Star Wars fan because every book well I take that back not every book a lot of the books were gra- anything by Stackpole anything by Zahn was just gold at that point you know and, um, that was good times and, that, and that's part of the reason I got excited about this Dash Rendar book because it took place more in that classic era like you know, Star Wars has been slowly you know, they've been doing the, the later stuff that followed like Luke years later with Fate of the Jedi and, right. and all that stuff And um, but they've been leaking one or two classic era books once in right, a while yeah. and that's why I tried this Shadow Rogue Rogue Shadow I don't know what it was called but with wasn't
0: that Shadows of Shadow Games Mimpor or something that was like horrible that. I that, is,
2: was that is the only Star Wars book I didn't finish the only one ever um, that one I, I picked that one up because it was classic era and I was like oh here we go it's Luke he's doing X-Wing stuff it's going to be great I put it down halfway through the book and I said this is horrible wow. it the only one I've ever done that way. the other was Shadow Games by the way was the name of the uh, the 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 dash book
0: is it is it supposed to be some sort of a prequel to uh, Shadows of the
2: Empire <sighs> yeah because it takes place just before A New Hope Oh, you know why it was so stupid? Because like Han Solo's in it, and they go to Alderaan. I mean, all this, and it's all about the re- they're skirting around helping the rebellion. I mean, it's yeah. You, see you, that you can't, that, you can't, you can't, you that, can't that, have Han helping the rebellion right before he meets Leia. And, right. And, and, see that
0: contradicts everything in the in the Han Solo the A C Christmas. Yeah, because she didn't want the rebel Dawn,
2: right? Right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's uh, sorry. I don't mean to. I don't mean to bash on the books. I'm normally a very positive guy. You know, go read Doctor Who. The stars go silently by. There you go. That's, <laughs> that'll make you happy. You want to wander? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, I don't know if publishing or not, you're
0: 34 minutes. Okay, so we're back, and uh, Shag just uh, walked me half to death through the uh, Swiss Family Treehouse. I can't believe we did that.
2: My favorite. I love it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then we got... Boldly ejected from Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> 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 you
2: why. Yeah, well we tried.
1: <laughs> now we're arguing
2: about the merits of a Guardians of the Galaxy film.
0: You know, I, I'm actually, you know, I'm okay with it. It's my my, my bigger thing was I, I took objection to your just utter blasphemy that <laughs> Iron Man 2 was not a good movie. I loved Iron Man 2. I didn't Man say it wasn't a good movie,
2: I just said it's not a great movie. Okay. If you uh there you go. A little, a little Adventureland action for you. In the background. <laughs> um, if you compare Iron Man 2 to all the other Marvel films, you know, Iron Man, Incredible Hulk, uh, uh, Avengers, Captain America Thor, Iron Man 2 is the weakest of the bunch. Oh,
0: I don't know. Bring don't it, know. come on. What know. you got? What you got? I would still put Iron Man, the first one, behind Iron Man 2. Iron Man
2: 1 is probably the best of all of them. No. Yes.
0: Now, see, I know that there are people that
2: will agree with you, though. That being the rest of the world. <laughs> now, um, I'm going I'm to say something I said a minute ago about Guardians of the Galaxy. and I said I wasn't going to repeat myself, but I'm going to anyway. Here's my take on Guardians of the Galaxy. It's going to be entertaining. It'll be fun because these guys are smart. They write these Marvel movies. But it's going to be forgettable. It's going, right. to be, it's going to be the Pocahontas
1: uh, of, of the Marvel set. It's
2: it's going to be a good movie. It's going to make money, but a few years later, no one's going to be talking about it. And the ironic thing, both Pocahontas and Guardians of the Galaxy both have talking uh, raccoons.
0: I want to see Groot singing Colors of the Wind, dude. I would pay good money for that. What are you talking about? Is really? it Groot in the in the Guardians of the Galaxy? Groot the Wanderer? Groot. Oh, Groot.
2: Yes, Groot is in there. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Now is Bug? In Guardians of the Galaxy or not? Is he? See, I, I, I I'm know, not I familiar know. with the,
1: with
0: the current incarnation. I yeah. remember the classic guys like. The dude with the big fin on his head that oh, yeah, had sure, the sure. weird-looking crossbow. From, and, the, the, the Legion. Yeah, 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 exactly. And they had, uh, what was his name, Vance Astro. Yep. Sure. Oh, yeah. Named after a dog, poor guy. Um, <laughs> they had, uh, you know, the big diamond-headed dude yep. and Flapjack or whatever his name was that was the big, fat, like, guy from I, Jupiter or whatever, I remember? I remember
1: the
2: characters. I can't remember the... I only read a few issues of it. See, I was never all that big on him, but... Uh, well, I was working at the comic shop when it was coming out. And the, the art, art was always fun. It was always a fun comic. Always right, always right, fun. yeah. Well, see, I'm fir- firmly of the opinion that...
0: I'm trying to remember who it was that brought this up on one of our shows. We were talking about these Marvel movies. They need, at this point, to have, you know... I mean, I don't want them to have, like a, like, a failure or something that's not a success. But at the same rate, there's nothing wrong with just having something that comes out and it's fun, it's light, it's fluffy, it makes a few bucks... And, you know, five years from now, nobody remembers it was ever there. They don't all need to be blockbusters at this point, because I think if you keep trying to go with a blockbuster mentality for every single release, I just, I can't help but think that's a recipe for disaster, because you can't do that. I mean, historically speaking, it's never been done.
2: I don't think anyone's going to go out to try and create a mediocrely quiet movie, though. I mean, I'll tell you what would be good sort of quote-unquote quiet movies would be a new Daredevil movie, but unfortunately somebody else owns the rights to it. But right. a Black Panther movie or another Blade movie right. that is not top of the charts but is a good solid seller. Those well, see, I
0: guess that's my point is that I think, you know, your, your Cap, your Iron Man, your Thor, those are supposed to be huge blockbusters. Those are the icons. Exactly. At this point, though, now it's time to focus on the B characters, the the B movies, as it were. And those, I think, so long as they feel like a good, solid B movie, you're okay. I think if you if you try to take a property like Guardians of the Galaxy and make it the next Avengers, you're gonna I think you're gonna fail spectacularly. All right, so if you we... try to make that movie and do it as a
2: um, I don't know what's a good analogy of a good, solid B movie, you know. Uh, All right. I, I don't know. Well, I was gonna say what sounds like what you're saying is they need to make they finally need to make Quest Probe the movie. What you're
1: saying? <laughs> Whoa! Or, we both uh,
0: just got almost got run
2: over outside of Casey's Corner. Disney chaos there. Or, or was it Frogman? Was that the guy who used to show up in Marvel Team Mop all the time? Yeah, Frogman. Rabbit? Frogman. That, yeah. That'd be fun. That's a, like an F level character though. <laughs> Triathlon. There you oh, go. God. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I actually have bought some of the Annihilation graphic novels with anticipation of getting to the Guardians of the Galaxy stuff right, because yeah. we were just talking yeah. about Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning. They've written a lot of this stuff. Right, yeah, you're right. So yeah, that's right. Oh, you know it's good. And a lot of my friends have told me it's great. So I want to get to the point where I can get the Annihilation stuff, leading up to the Guardians of the Galaxy stuff, some of that Nova stuff, and just sink into it and just love it because I actually spent a while reading some old uh, oh that air conditioning felt so good. But um, we can original Captain Marvel. Uh huh. You know we're talking uh, Marvel stuff. Marvel, yeah. I read the Essential and I read the Death of and Is I read... any of that any good? Yes. It's, uh, the Essential, which is the first collection, is very tough going for the first half, but once he merges with Rick Jones, it's great. And then you get to the stuff. That sounded that perverse. Well, you know, it's whatever. Then you get to the stuff that. There's your girl. Uh, there's Pocahontas, folks. Um, you, the Rick Jones stuff's good. The stuff that Jim Starlin's good. Right, it? yeah. And um, I I really took to the character. I really like Marvell now. I never knew anything about him.
0: See, I've read sporadic issues of that back when, uh, when Pat Broderick was the artist yeah, on it. And yeah. I like Broderick's stuff a lot, but the stories just didn't
2: engage me somehow. They're, but. There's solid Bronze Age superhero stuff. Yeah. You know? And Broderick's famous for. June 2099 Fury of Firestorm <laughs> what is wrong with you don't you dare say Batman Year 3
0: oh that sucked out loud dude <laughs> see I love Batman Year 2 yeah.
2: Batman Year 3 I was like um, actually I kind—I like Batman Year 3 as much as I Mike and I did an episode about Batman Year 3 did you really I think so I believe so I think we did a Year 3 and Lonely Place of Dying together I think now that you
0: say that kind of rings a bell
2: That's Michael Bailey from *Usual Long Box*. uh, Oh, don't,
0: don't, don't! What's
2: all that other stuff he does? Something Superman? Don't uh, even plug uh,
0: him! No, no, I'm done. I'm done with plugs for Michael
2: Bailey. Every every time, comic book show with some (laughs) other guy. It comes out once a month on Mondays or something.
0: see, he 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 goes on his show. uh, On comes on my show, plugs everything that he does. All 57 podcasts. And then he goes on other shows or on his own show. He totally forgets the name Scott Gardner
2: and anything we've ever done together. So I'll have you know, we, we did a Who's Who episode a couple years ago, Mike and have I. Have a good group. night.
1: Wow.
2: And your name got brought up so much. You got to the point where I was saying, every time we see Scott Gardner, he should get a nickel. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm down for that. What show was this? Yeah, it was, it was a Views in the Longbox oh, okay. show, but we, did, we covered all Who's Who in one episode. It was one of those lost episodes because, see, Mike likes to have me on as a guest and then never push it. He likes to record me but never actually publish it. I guess it's just to use it against me with the FBI later. So the Who's Who one came out like a year after we recorded it. Thank you.
0: Have a good night. Thank
2: you. Sadly, we have now... Oh, we are Maddie on the other King side right.
0: of the turnstiles now. Isn't that wrong? There's guys over here with switchblades. <laughs> now, this isn't Six Flags, dude. <laughs> if there's Six Flags, we get shot on the way to the car or oh, something. God.
2: Today's not the day to be making those kinds of jokes. Bro.
0: Oh, that's true. That's true. That would have seemed terribly insensitive, didn't we're, it? We're
2: actually recording um, the day Dark Knight Rises came out. Do you want to do
0: this or you want to ride the monorail for a little while? Oh, are you, are hey, you
2: ready I'll, to go? No, let's do the monorail. All right, let's yeah.
0: go for a ride on the monorail.
2: We're now skipping, you can't tell, but we're actually skipping to the monorail together and holding hands.
0: See, this is how special you are, dude, that this will be my first monorail ride since not being a monorail pilot anymore.
2: That's what you get for falling asleep behind the wheel drunk.
0: Ah, you know, it happens.
2: Or the handle, joystick, whatever, (laughs) lever.
0: I was driving with my feet, I thought it was alright, you know. I mean, it goes in a circle, you know, who knew. (laughs)
2: It's on a track. It's on a track. Oh, I can take a wrong turn. Actually, are there like you know are there different tracks and stuff? I don't know anything about. Oh it. yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. yeah there's. A, I'll show you when we get down here a little ways. There's actually a, a switch track down there. That's cool. Uh oh.
2: Monorail's currently closed. Oh,
0: that's not right. It's always closed when I come. I know this girl. I just can't think of her name. It's
1: inside. <laughs> Oh. The last go the the close. Closed? What do you mean
0: closed? Closed one hour
1: after the park. How are you? Good, how you right? are you? Doing
0: all right. Oh, is that? oh, that's what, okay, yeah, I hadn't even thought about that. We're late. Dude, that's what the Very problem late. is. I was like, what? what's wrong? Oh, I thought something was wrong with the trains or something. Oh, no, it's closed for the night. Yeah, I forgot about it's that. It's good to see you. good to see you, too. Still in monorails, huh? Yeah. You know, there's other departments.
1: I was in another department
0: once, all, I didn't like it, so... <laughs> Take care. Say hi to the guys for me. I forgot all about that. That's right. Yeah, they shut down at, uh, an hour after the, the parks closed. That was rail flirting for you, just in case you were wondering. <laughs> She's a sweetheart, she really is. I don't run into many of the, the people I work with part of it is is that a lot of them they don't you know they do you know six months or a year in the department and they go on to other things so a lot of the people i knew aren't there anymore but yeah i'm surprised that she was still there
2: well it said, sounded like she tried something didn't like it came back
0: yeah she'd been around for a while i know she was she was she predated me in the department i guess that's why i'm surprised she's still there huh some people like it you know they they tough it out Maybe she found her
1: niche.
2: I had a niche once, it was right in the middle of my back, it was driving me nuts. <laughs> I had to buy one of those you know, handled scratchers. <laughs> scratcher. Got that niche.
0: I wonder if we'll see the Avengers one again or if they've already taken it off the line for the. The night. Avengers
2: monorail is super Isn't cool. That cool. It was cool. Clearly the monorails are still going, just not this entrance, I guess saw one go by as we were talking right them.
0: yeah well they this time of night they start taking them off the line
2: oh there's one sitting there
0: yeah sitting there. that one right there as a matter of fact may be waiting to go to shop and i'm not sure
2: It does make a cool public transportation
0: oh it's awesome it really is awesome if you ever get a chance there's a great um, I was going to say it's a YouTube video it's not really it's it's posted to YouTube Is where you can find it but uh, in uh, it was part of a, a TV special it's called Disneyland 59 where uh, they introduced um, the monorail to Disneyland so 1959. Mm-hmm. Okay. And as a precursor to the ribbon cutting ceremony, there's a little documentary where they basically say, you know, one day every hometown, you know, every every city in <laughs> America, every little town will have the monorail, you know. And they really make you believe it, you know. And and, and you get to the end of it thinking, wow, that was really cool. And then you're all I, every time I watch it, I get kind of melancholic. It's like,
2: ah, you know, it really should have happened. You know? Well, I love all those old 50s videos where they're like. And yes, this is a modern day micro. You know, this is a modern oven right. for the you know the house maker. And it's an oven that does everything. It's got mechanical arms and stuff. And you're like, yeah, oh, that never happened. Like I'm still waiting for my damn jetpack.
0: Alright, we're literally about to walk under monorail teal? Yeah, this is teal. So if you look down here a little bit further down the track, why he's sitting here right now, the switch track's already
2: been thrown. We'll be able to see it here in a second. Oh, my God, they've got the little mechanical ball, the metal balls hanging underneath like you see on the back of pickup trucks. (laughs) I didn't know they... Oh, the upside-down testes are kind of like a hidden Mickey. Where is the track? I know it's... That looks like something. Yep. See
0: how it's no longer going straight down the track? Now it's off at an angle. That's a switch track right there. Okay. He's sitting here waiting for clearance to go ahead and head down the, that's the spur line that actually wraps around. I tell you what, we'll go in the car, we'll go, we'll drive out that way, I'll show you. Okay. But that's that's actually a spur line that in, you know normally that's that track is, he's gonna move here in a second. That track goes straight.
2: So wait, the whole concrete thing yep. swings? Yeah, right here.
0: It's actually you can is see that, it's on a it's on a like pivot. A, yeah, a
2: little thing here? Yep. Yeah, okay. The notch.
0: Yeah, where we are at the moment, folks, we are right at uh, between pylon 60 and 62. We're about midway between the Contemporary Resort and Magic Kingdom entrance on the footpath. And this is where, if you ever come down here and, and want to see the uh, the switch track, that's where we're at at the moment. See? It's on a pivot. Okay, yeah, yeah. And it moves. Wow. So at the, so moment, in concrete, yep. so at the moment, instead of being aligned right here with that one, which yep. would take it straight around into the Contemporary, it's actually over on that line, which is going to take it around behind Space Mountain and back to Monorail shop. So this one's going to bed for the night. Okay. It's basically yeah. Here he goes now. It's a round. It's basically like a the old old-fashioned kind, of, kind of roundhouse, except it's not really round. It's right. right big warehouse basically. Yep. Top speed through there is uh, three or four miles. I, Let's say four miles. He's an going hour. pretty slow. Yeah, he'll go real slow because you feel every little because it's you know it's angular. So making those corners, you really feel it, you know. Like right there, you can see how it's moving. Yeah, you feel that in the cab like crazy.
2: That's cool, isn't it? That's is really fascinating. Because I never imagined with it, you know, being a giant concrete track that they could have switch tracks. Oh yeah. Oh, and that's see, also a pivot point right there. Yep. Okay. Or a, a pivot point. And that's
0: also how they'll switch them. Like if when they come out in the morning, they'll need to bring it. They come in the other direction to come out of the wheelhouse, you know, yeah. out of the roundhouse. They'll come out here, and then they'll move this track in order to switch from that line to put put monorails on this, so they can have them on both sides.
2: It looks like there's three. So there's mm-hmm. the, there's the maintenance hatch. There's contemporary. What's the third one? that's so that they can bring
0: monorails from that from the res- from the express line to the resort line. Okay. That's also how they'll take them off at night too. Later on tonight what they'll do is they'll they'll come along, they'll be up in the contemporary and they'll get clearance to come down and switch to the other line so that they can then go off to the spur line back to the wheelhouse. It's it's a complicated process, but it's cool to watch it.
2: How long does it take to pivot one of those giant? Because here's another. Couple of minutes. Here's the other one that looks. Right. Like, so it takes a couple of minutes to switch. Yep. That's
1: fascinating. and
0: There's another one over by the Transportation and Ticket Center. That's how they get them from the Magic Kingdom Loop to the Epcot Loop when
2: they have to take them on and off.
1: Okay. Wow.
2: The more you know, kids. Imagine that little rainbow star.
0: <laughs> you see that right up there? I don't know if you can see it. That's a camera.
1: Okay. Right there. Yeah. So yeah. if you're
0: sitting in that cab waiting on your turn to go to the roundhouse, you don't want to be, like, scratching yourself or picking your nose or something because they can see right in and see you're doing.
2: That's why Scott's not on the monorail line anymore, folks. Now, see, he's
0: out there again. Now he's sitting out there. That's the hold, what they call hold points. Because everybody asks me, you know, how, how hard was the training? You know, what what Because it looks simple. I mean, come on, it's, it's forward and backward, stop and go. How hard could it be? Right. Well, the most complicated thing beyond, you know, emergency procedures, stuff like that, is got to memorize. You have to know every single one of these numbers where your hold points are all the way around the line. And you need to know it backwards and forwards because they change depending on which line that you're on. And over here, there's 100 and something of them. On the Epcot one, there's like 300 and something of them.
2: Really? Yeah. The Epcot line's bigger.
0: Oh, yeah. Why? Because it goes all the way from here out to Epcot and back. Um. All together, it's 13 and something miles. 13 oh. and some change miles
1: wow. of
2: monorail track. That's a lot of pylons. Mm-hmm. We got 21 seconds to cross. <laughs> I gotta tell you, the contemporary looks great since they redone Isn't that it. awesome. Now I haven't seen this. This is another contemporary structure, right?
0: That's the uh the Bay Lake Tower that they added on. Yeah. I haven't seen any of that. I bad. haven't been in it yet. I want to. I want to go in it and check it out, but it's uh part of the vacation club, and it's really supposed to be like members only type of thing. So. It's pretty though. Yeah. Hello, chandelier out there. What's neat is at Christmas time they have this giant Mickey wreath that hangs right up there in the main window. Is this your car? No. Driving. Oh, that's right. We're way down there. That's right.
2: Driving my wife's car today. My Jeep is sitting lonely at home, missing <laughs> me. I've been on the road now for 11 days.
0: So now tell the listeners what we're walking right towards because I love this. We're Vista walking right towards here. my
2: car, but. In the background behind that is, you know what? That's an awesome shot. Isn't that a great shot? Space Mountain. It's It's just Space Mountain. My car is Space Mountain. That is the only thing. The only thing in the
0: picture. Yep. See, I really like the picture that guy took of us. That's a really good
2: picture. (laughs) No, 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 (laughs) no. No, 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 no.
0: Oh, this is fascinating podcasting.
2: I'm trying to figure out the settings on my camera. How's that, dude? That's pretty cool. I like the coloring in that one. Like, look at this. The, the, the computer, my camera's actually compiling. It's
0: busy. It's Collins. Oh, that's a good. I like oh, that. I mean, it's yeah. amazing. It
2: looks like it's freaking daytime. It's nighttime.
0: Oh, look. Now I did, I'm taking the same picture. Now it's not all orange like it was. I like the color before. That's pretty good, though. There you go. Go stand by your car, dude. I'll get your picture.
2: That's okay. I don't want people to know what kind of car my wife Uh drives. If it was the Jeep, then, you know, I'd be all about it. (laughs) I love my Jeep. My Jeep Wrangler. Oh, love it. Such a midlife crisis car.
0: (laughs) All right. So we're back. You know what? Is that the Avengers right there? Is it? I don't know. I can't tell if it's just really, really dark or if it, because it's a black train, where so I can't, it? right here where that light is, there's one waiting to come in. Oh, I can barely
1: see If it is,
0: we'd get that. a good picture of it because it's going to come right over our heads right here, but I can't tell if that's it or, not, or if it's just like so dark that we're just not seeing what color it is.
2: Where are you, oh, I see it all over See there. that light right yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can't tell. Can we drive over there? No,
0: no. But if we wait right here, that train's gonna come right over us. Rock on. That's if we want to sit here and wait for it. <laughs> we clearly have nowhere else to
2: go. <laughs> <laughs> what time is it? Uh, uh, one in the morning. Holy cow! And I'm getting on the road in seven hours. <laughs> oh my god! Do you need to get going? No, I'm fine. What's she saying? She's Sam's the my GPS. She's telling us to get on the highlighted route. She gets a little persnickety if we don't do what she
1: says.
2: <laughs> uh, air feels
0: good. They still haven't invented the one that that I think is like authentic,
2: you know, where it really bitches you out if you yeah. miss a turn or something. Well, they did one that I've always wanted, um, but I hear it's not a very good GPS. It's the voice is Night Rider, and it's the guy from
1: the original <laughs> Night Rider series. <laughs>
2: And you can program all these voices in there, and you know, and I'm sure there's got to be an Easter egg in there for Turbo Booth somewhere, you know, an ejection seat or whatever. It's moving now. Here it comes, but I can't tell if that's the Avengers or not. Well, there's that first lamppost that's going to go past. Well, no, maybe. No, those lampposts aren't close enough. It's the stealth monorail.
0: I've been dying to get a good picture of this thing since they put it on the line, and every time I take time out to come all the way over here to try to get a picture of it, it's in the shop
2: again. You better hop out, because it's going to be right here. Yeah. Just... Alright,
0: let's go check this out. Alright, we'll be back, folks. Okay, so, uh, that was a bust. <laughs> it mission, turns out... Mission, <laughs> fail. mission fail. It turns out, folks, that that was actually monorail yellow, the, uh, the monorail that uh, I'm actually on YouTube driving, by the way. Um... But, yeah, it was monorail yellow. It was just sitting in such a shadow that it literally looked black
2: where we saw it from. But, uh,
0: oh, well, still pretty cool.
2: And who says Iron Man can't be stealthy? He's yellow. (laughs) Where's the new armor? Have you seen the Iron Man 3
0: armor? Yeah. It's, like,
2: really, really gold.
0: Yeah. I like the... uh, The, um... What do they call it? The Iron Patriot, or see? I haven't read any of those oh. stories, but I like the armor. The armor's cool looking.
2: I, I've actually read all of those, and I know a lot of people aren't hot on Civil War and Dark Reign and all that. And you know what? Marvel did something different, mm-hmm. and I'm fine with it. I yeah. I really enjoyed Dark Reign for what it was. It was a you know a line wide theme. It wasn't a story. It was a line wide theme, and I enjoyed the Iron Patriot stuff. I thought it was a clever idea. And uh, when I saw the Iron Patriot armor in real life, I just freaked out. I was like, "That's so awesome!" Yeah,
0: that looks cool. I'm anxious to find out what it, you know what the whole deal is because I, that's it, past my. let right. just hmm?
2: go right. No,
0: actually, don't go right. Okay. Don't listen. Don't listen to your GPS. She doesn't know she's time. will watch out for the bus right now. Ah. All right, you want to take a right? You just right excuse to me, left right? Right or left what right? What's wrong with you? What's the difference? You know? Come on
2: left I'm sorry three left don't make it right oh wait yeah Yeah,
0: they do I think this guy's going to let no she's not either I'm just evil Disney bus driver person well they know
2: we're coming out of the cast lot it's one o'clock
0: in the morning she just wants to get
2: home dude. again we're coming out of the cast lot they don't care oh that's right yeah that's true screw my fellow employees (laughs) world's happiest place my ass
0: that's not this park dude that's Dis- That's Disneyland. I'm happy to point oh, that back right. Whenever we have... Um, not that we ever have irate guests, but in theory, if we ever had irate guests that throw that fact in our faces that we're yeah. the happiest place on Earth, I, I would uh, theoretically be uh, just as happy to throw the fact back to them that um, that's Disneyland,
2: dude. We're so, the most magical place on Earth. Oh, seriously? Yes. Uh-huh. I do like... Because in my job, I deal uh, with a lot of hotels... Um, not going into any more details on that, but my real job, I deal with a lot of hotels. And we have to deal with Disney hotels a lot because we have meetings there. Oh, your real
0: job is a gigolo? Is that what you mean? Yeah, right.
2: Exactly. Uh, and they have, they always answer the phone, like, you know, they say, like, have a magical day and all this stuff. And it's like, <laughs> oh, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> and if, if you go on... Uh, dude, you're insulting my livelihood. Well, I mean, it's, after a while, the saccharine... Remember gets, your speed. Oh, yeah. Uh, after a while, the saccharine suite gets to, to be a little much. You know, it really does. Uh, yeah, am. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because there's a cop behind.
0: It. I'm telling you, dude, that they love this stretch of road. This is like revenue alley for them. I don't right know what here. speed limit is. Thirty five.
2: Okay. Um. And it just got a speeding ticket. Actually. Oh, dude. <laughs> just got one in uh in uh, Marco Island area. Two hundred and fifty dollars speeding ticket. <laughs>
1: Ouch. I'm not looking for another one right now. Ouch!
2: Yeah, we won't, we don't we'll leave it at that. But anyway, so you deal deal these hotels and, and every time you talk, about have a magical day. And after a while, the saccharine suite gets to be a little much. Now we went on the Disney Wonder cruise ship one time, and it's funny, they change the bit. It's have a wonderful day. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wonder. Wonders. Wonder, so. well, it,
0: it depends on it's where good you brand, are. It's yeah. Good brand management. Yeah, because you know our different uh, our different resorts have different greetings and stuff too. Because, like, our greeting is, um... Now, when you, when you go to the Jowler, um, not experience, it's, <laughs> y'all have a
2: good day now! Ding.
0: <laughs> see, I don't use our themed greeting. Isn't that terrible? I shouldn't admit that, but I, it's true. I don't use it, so I can't remember off the you top don't? of my head. Would it? No, I don't. Off with your um, head! Well, see, the nice thing about ours is that it's it's pop century, so it's pop culture, so you can kind of get away with, with making it your own. Because they want you to use very, uh... 60s and 70s lingo, but I'm more a child of the 80s. So you know, I'm I'm all about like, hey, how's it going, and you know, totally, dude, and stuff like that. And they they respond to that better, I think, than what we're supposed to do is we're supposed to wish people a groovy have a groovy day. Uh, to me, that does uh, just come on. So oh, be- dude, we're totally going the wrong way. Oh, I'm falling. That's right. Oh, <laughs> God, Sam's got us going up here to do it. That's Utah, okay. all right. no That's all- does it? No, yeah, no, no, no. No, she, no. Does. No, she doesn't go. Okay. No. You can only go straight so far right. down this road. No, we're all right. What, we're what fine. I, what I what would right. do is
2: uh, I would do everything as Fonzie. Just everything you say, A. <laughs> you Whenever know, you see, see somebody, A. Do it with the fingers up, A. And then when they leave, you'd be like, "Hey," You know, just everything Fonzie. You hit stuff, you know, or, can you step into my office? Damn it. <laughs> I know. Well, the cop's gone, thankfully. But uh, still, uh, That's yes. the problem
0: through this stretch is that they keep the speed purposely at a ridiculously low speed so that you'll kind of forget or zone yep. out or oh, blow I've, it off. And then the next thing you know, oh, it's only 25. Yes,
2: yeah, I told you. I normally blow th- There's no reason. There's no school children crossing here.
0: Oh, the reason's revenue, dude. I'm telling it's you, Orange be. County loves this stretch of road.
2: And you know, until Scott said this, I've never seen a cop in Disney. Ever. But sure enough, I saw one tonight. It's like a kid. You tell a kid who can't ride a bike on top of a fence, he can ride, a, he can ride the bike on top of a fence all day long until the day you tell him he can't, and then he falls off. <laughs> Same thing. I've never seen a cop in here until Scott told me it was. You're, you killed the magic, Scott. You killed the magic. Oh, well, you know. Magic killer. <laughs> magic killer. speed limit
0: here? Like 13? Uh, 13. Um, I don't know. I haven't seen a sign for this. Why is she not... Is she t- oh, there it goes. Okay. Sam is very confused. Is this going back to pop? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> In theory. Might be by way of Lakeland, for all I know. but I don't go this way or know this way near as well as the other way, but I think, actually, this probably, probably takes us a little bit more direct route than way I was gonna go anyway. Backwoods of Disney. You do want to watch for deer. Okay. Now that you say that. As soon as you said backwoods, it got me thinking, yeah, deer are like crazy out in these woods
2: this time of night. You ever been down to the Keys? No. We just came for the Keys, and they have things down there called Key Deer. There's deer right there? Yeah. And uh, the Key Deer, dude, they're teeny tiny. It is the weirdest thing. They look just like a full-grown deer but someone hit him with like a pin particles. They are, they're like the size of a golden retriever. That's cool. Yeah, but they're full grown deer. They are adorable. It's like, I want to put that in my pocket. It's so cute. Then <laughs> um, they're highly protected. Highly protected. But um, they're just, the Keys is a whole different world, man. It is really interesting. We just spent uh, a week down there and had a great time. But it is wild.
0: I want to get down to, um, Wherever it is, where the the Coral Castle is, I've always wanted to see yeah. that Coral Castle. Yeah, don't have you know not heard one. about this, the Coral Castle? Don't know that one. It's that dude. Um, uh, now I'm going to completely blank on his name. He he built this. People don't really know what it is. Okay. Everybody's got their little theory, but it's basically it's like Florida's version of Stonehenge, essentially. Oh, I think I have. And one of those. and this guy built it. Kate is it Edgar Casey. When like is, is that his recently? name? Recently,
2: or in the 30s? It was
0: or? like the 30s, 40s, something okay. like that. Yeah, sometime Liger, early Liger last century. Yeah. And he built it supposedly as a monument to this girl he he loved, or he's infatuated with, something like that. Well, anyway, the, the the big deal, the big attraction to this place is that he was like four foot nothing, 98 pounds, soaking wet with sandbags strapped onto him, <laughs> and some of these blocks weigh like. You know, hundreds of tons. Huh. Like, how the hell did this guy do all this alone, completely on his own? He did all of the, the, whatever you call it, masonry work or whatever, to move these. So, basically, it's like a mini pyramid project, you know, that kind of scope, that kind of scale, that one scrawny dude did all by himself, and nobody knows how he did it. And I want to go see this place because it's supposed to really be something. And if I'm remembering the story correctly, I think that's how he explained it to people that asked him, how did you do this? He said that he had figured out the secret of the pyramids. He had figured out how they were done and he replicated, but he never told anybody specifically what what it was, how he was doing it. Aliens. So, yeah, that's what people are thinking. Is it, you know, is it aliens? Is it, you know, you use the Force? What is it, you know? And, and nobody knows. It's the dudes from Stargate. Alien, I think that's aliens. cool, though. I, think, I love stuff like that, you know? That's really cool. You know, where people can scoff about, you know, Bigfoot and the Loch Ness Monster and stuff like that, but you get something like that, that's hard to argue with. There is something mystery, you know, whether it turns out to be... You know anything truly supernatural, and that's almost besides the point. That's something that you can concretely lay your hand on and go, "We do not understand everything because how did this guy do this?" You know? Wait a minute,
2: he used the same methods as Egyptians. That means he used slave labor. Awesome, I'm all for that. <laughs> this that is literally a pet. Um, uh, what do you call it? A pet sitting pet, uh, resort. Yeah, In Port Orleans. Yeah, it's beautiful, dude. Yeah, these, are, these are a series of resorts I've never dealt with before. I guess they either, either they don't have meeting space or they don't want my kind of meetings. Have you ever been to uh, to Coronado Springs? Yeah. Um, the only thing, and now we're getting into real world stuff, sorry folks. The only reason we don't use that place is because uh, the meeting rooms, you'd have to walk outside. Right, yeah. To get from place to place. And it's just uh, not necessarily conducive to meetings in June, you know. Because right. yeah, at so 4 o'clock, there's go- it's going to rain. It's right. just that simple, you know. But uh, you know, um, as far as just yacht, staying, yacht, yacht and Beach mm-hmm. and uh, 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 Grand Floridian and you know, Contemporary, all those kinds of places we've used, and they're they're great. So that yeah, Contemporary has tons of uh,
0: like conference yep. spaces, that sort of thing. As far as like staying as a guest, though, I I would highly recommend uh, Port Orleans Riverside, dude. No, it's gorgeous, dude. Very like cool. If you and your wife ever just wanted to get away for like a long weekend or something yeah. like that, you know, That's anniversary. Day, oh right? yeah, definitely. My wife and I stayed there for an anniversary one year. It was great. Beautiful resort.
1: Isn't it great this
0: time
2: of night?
1: I, oh, yeah. love, I
0: love it here. This Very time amazing. Of night.
2: <laughs> when I was young, my mom and I used to stay at the Buena Vista Palace, uh, which is over there, not too far from the Crossings,
1: mm-hmm.
2: where all those other hotels are. And uh, this time of night, just all the guests would be asleep, and you had the run of the hotel, and the pool, and the hot tub, and hot chocolate bars, and all this stuff. And just, I, I like Disney nighttime stuff. Oh yeah! And this was Scott, by the way, was kind enough to take me all around the park tonight, and just saw some really cool stuff I wouldn't have seen at night. It was great. And I really appreciate the underground tunnel tour that you gave me. You said that. (laughs) that. I'm just kidding. It was a joke. It was a joke. (laughs) What are you trying to do? Oh my god, I see the Disney Vice helicopter. We used to joke about that in the 80s when Miami Vice was really big. That there was a Disney Vice. (laughs) Disney Vice. Guys in like white blazers with, you know, the penny loafers and the the five o'clock shadow and the sunglasses, but wearing the Mickey hat and they come out, you know.
0: Okay, all right. I was trying to get my bearings to figure out exactly where we are. Right, no, I know. We're on Victory Way. Yeah. so it was. Yeah, we're just down the street now. So what's the ESPN thing? I've never gone to that. The wide World of Sports. Yeah. Where well, they? I, I don't think I've ever actually been out there either. It's a, uh, it's a series of. <laughs> it's because f- we're geeks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, sports not really my thing, but I, I know that's where they do all the the sporting venues for when the you know the people come down here and have like convention we got a bunch of conventions sports conventions going on right now you want that far left lane right oh, there. okay now are there like attractions and stuff there though uh no nah, i think it's all just like ball fields and oh i actually no we don't we want this this one right here i'm sorry but yeah I ne- it'll be next turn. i'm sorry
2: next turn sam's smarter than scott They has been a long day yep i've been driving a car since nine o'clock this morning other than the time we took out here in dinner that was holy crap yeah. <laughs> I really appreciate it. This was fun. I had a really good time. I know it. I'm glad we got a chance to catch up.
0: I know, definitely. I wish uh, wish we had more time.
2: But this was a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm trying to think when I'm going to get down to Orlando again. I uh... Now, I am going to be down here in August, but I'm working the whole time. Um... Well, regardless, though, we need to get
0: together uh, online Yes. for another show of... of any number of topics,
2: because we, we share a lot of uh, a lot of interests, I've noticed. Well, I get I used to get invited to this show called Two True <laughs> Phrase. The invite, honestly, usually it came from Chris. Thank you very much. Uh, not from Scott. And then, uh, you know, whatever. So. No,
1: <laughs> it I, seems be, to be, me, be, if
0: I recall properly, that every single time I ever extend uh, an, an invitation, <laughs> dude, I'm working, you know, I got a real life. I don't really even like you assholes all that much, but, you know, thanks for the I think thanks for thinking of me type of
2: thing. I'd be happy to make the time to do us, your, by the way. I would be happy to make the time to do your little show. <laughs> Emphasis on little. Uh, is that a
0: cop? No. It is a cop. Is it? No. no, it isn't either. I don't, never mind. Got out of the rack. It's got a rack. Slide over uh, to this other lane here and uh, uh, my
2: I just came it's up and told the guy day. I was going in, so yeah, I'm uh, heading in. We'll see if it works again. See what happens.
0: You know, your security, depending on who it is, is... Well, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put that in the podcast.
1: <laughs>
2: Hitler, Adolf. Just heading in. Huh? Just heading in.
1: You
0: oh. yeah. There you go. Oh. No. I'm, I work me. here. I'm you going to pick here, up right? my car. Uh, yeah,
1: but it doesn't matter. I mean, next time I need to see a woman. No,
0: he works but at, I work the at the But I work at this resort. I'm, I'm going a, to pick up my car. He's oh, an employee of the resort. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you. I'm hurt that he didn't recognize me. But I, then well, again, in dark, my, yeah, then I'm in my Avengers t-shirt. Well, it's hard to see
2: on that side, too. Yeah. My beautiful face, you can see. But. <laughs> but yes, I definitely want to get on. We took, like Tonight we talked some good Star Trek and Star Wars and stuff. I'd love to get on and do some more of that. Anything. Shoot the bull, whatever. Absolutely. Talks to smack about Chris. Anything.
1: I think we talked about
0: smack about. Oh, that's right. Didn't make it in the show. Yeah, that was off the air. Of
2: about that. Yeah, yeah. And Mike too. <laughs> that's just. That's just. Tuesday. You know. That's just every day. <laughs> You know he's crying on it Listening, the listening thing, to his Zune right now The
0: thing crying. is that Chris loves it Michael Michael have a, have a You know Now Michael email me like, <laughs> Hey you guys weren't really Talking shit about me Were you <laughs> Yes we were Poor guy He's got such a complex I feel bad for him We love you Mike
2: <laughs> Alright folks Thanks for letting me be on Two True Freaks Go to, go to firestormfan.com and listen to the Fire and Water Podcast if you want real podcasting. Oh,
1: I got to cut that out. <laughs>